if you thought Tuesday night's game against the Los Angeles Kings wasn't very fun, boy, do I have news for you. Because Wednesday's game was not much better. If anything, it was way worse. The Dallas Stars get shut out 2-0 to zero by one of the worst teams in the NHL by record. On today's episode, we're going to lay off some steam and talk about what went wrong in this game, air some frustrations, talk about why overall things are going to be okay. And this is just a speed bump in the road overall this season. And then we'll talk a little bit about a roster decision for this game against Anaheim that myself and several others were a little confused by. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, January 5th, and today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel already, I encourage you to do so if you want to help us out. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Whether this is your first time here or you're a recurring listener, thank you for stopping in and making us your first listen of the day through the thick and the thin, the highs and the lows of this hockey season. And, you know, there's going to be a little bit of frustration on today's show. And part of it is because of the results of the hockey games that we've seen the past two nights. And part of it is because myself and I'm sure many of you listening as well stayed up late to watch these games, these 9 p.m. puck drops, because we love this team. We love watching the Dallas Stars. We want them to do well. And that is still the case for me after these games. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm upset that I've stayed up this late, although I, I love watching the team. I love this job. I, I never want to give off the impression that it is a drag or a burden to to do this, to watch this team, to see what goes well for them, what goes wrong. But but Wednesday night what was maybe the least fun I've had watching a Dallas Stars game. Certainly the least fun I've had watching a game this season, especially being two late nights in a row. Just not a good recipe for success uh, for my spirits being exceptionally high. I mean, there's having an off night, and then there's what transpired last night at the Honda Center in Anaheim. It's, oh, I, I can't remember the last time I watched a sporting event and just felt that sense of dread. Maybe the last time the Dallas Cowboys were in the playoffs last season. A, a, a similar feeling of you want to have that hope. But at the same time, you think you just know things are not going to end well for the team you are supporting. And I, I don't think that this is something that the Stars were doing necessarily wrong. Did they play perfect last night? Absolutely not. They made mistakes. They were sloppy in some areas. And, and I don't think just similar to, you know, Tuesday in Anaheim, I don't think there's a lack of effort or a lack of care. I, I think that you just, they just got beat and you look, you know, uh, at, at, John Gibson, who you do have to give credit to, you got to give him his props. He was fan 
fantastic in this game against the Stars, which has not been the norm for him this season. He's allowing about four goals a game every time he gets a start. His goal, his save percentage is sub 900. Just has not been a good season for him. Uh, I mean, all due respect to him, it's just been a tough year with a not very good defense and a not very good roster around him, but he found a way to stand firm, and, and the Stars just could not get anything to go past him, and especially in that second and third period again. I don't think this is a lack of effort. Maybe some heavy legs for the Stars. I think that showed its head a little bit in that first period. Obviously not super heavy travel between Los Angeles and Anaheim as they are pretty much right next to each other. The Stars, I think they said on the broadcast, were at their hotel in Anaheim by 11.30, got plenty of rest, not a very demanding morning the next day, just not their night. They got their looks. They got their power play opportunities. They won the faceoff battle by a pretty big margin. I think the Stars were over 60% on winning faceoffs. They just got goalied. They got goalied for the second time this season, but this time it just stings a little bit more because this is a team in Anaheim that you've already beaten this season. You beat them 5-0. to zero. Granted, it was at home at the American Airlines Center, but it's a team that, that's just not possessing much of an identity at this time, a team that is certainly in the middle of a rebuild and, and looking at, to the future, uh, hoping to get a top five draft pick, if not the number one overall pick this offseason, and I don't, it's just one of those games where they win it and, you know, hats off to them. Congrats on your two points. Not going to do too much for your franchise in the future, but I'm sure John Klingberg is happy to get a win against his former team, but frustrating, just absolutely frustrating on the stars end to lose to a team with a goalie that's been allowing four goals a game all season and a team with a goal differential that's been hanging around negative 70 for a while. And, and this was just the kind of game Again, you just knew as time continued to pour on that nothing was really going to change. And late in the third period, Yoel Kiviranta gets the easiest chance. He makes a good move to get in front of the net. He has John Gibson on his stomach. He doesn't even get a piece of the puck. Kivi just loses control of it, and it doesn't go in. Even when John Gibson was not in a position to make a save, things were not going the star's way. Plenty of other great opportunities as well, including some prime opportunities that were not shut down by John Gibson, not shut down by another member of the Anaheim Ducks, but shut down by guys wearing striped shirts. Not once, not once, but twice. Play was stopped while the puck was still able to be played. The refs blew the play dead one time when the Stars very much would have scored. Very much the puck still in play, bouncing off John Gibson. I know they say, oh, well, you know, his body language gave the impression. That, who cares? Wait an extra second just to make sure in a game like this, in a close game, every sequence matters. You can't just assume that the play is dead. I, I mean, especially in a moment like that. And I think that that made a huge difference. I think we've seen the Stars struggle to score goals at times, but if they get that first goal, things eventually start to open up for them. Things eventually start to roll. And I think if the Stars are able to get that one there, it helps a little bit. And then a little bit later in the game, they blow the play dead again. This one, much more blatant, not even you know up in the air or up next to anyone's body, very clearly still on the ice. And Tyler Sagan, irate when he stands up uh, off the ice after that to, to give the ref an earful. And we'll hear from Tyler Sagan a little bit later, some of his post-game thoughts saying that both times the referee just said he didn't see it, but that, that seems like a pretty poor excuse to me. Your job is to literally see it. That That is your job on the ice is to know where the puck is and to know 
when things should be in play and when things should not be in play. But at least you were able to identify that Trevor Zegers stole Yoel Kiviranta's stick, which is maybe the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a hockey game. I've been watching hockey for quite some time now and have never seen anything quite like that. A player breaks their stick and just snatches another player's stick out from their hand. Uh, have to get a little bit of a laugh off here talking about how miserable this game was. And I mean, it wasn't just that. We watched some of our guys, we watched some of the key players on this team get banged up. Thankfully, it seems like they're going to be okay. We saw Rope Hintz and Essa Lindell take some pucks to the knees. Rope Hintz had to get helped off the ice, couldn't even put weight on his right leg. But thankfully, not too much longer after that, he's back out there on the ice and, and seems to be okay. The good news is the Stars are off Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hopefully there's some good time for him to rest and Essa Lindell also taking a puck to the leg as well. Jason Robertson's point streak ends. Rope Hintz had a six-game point streak as well. That comes to an end. And, and oh, let's be real, a waste of a good Scott Wedgwood performance. Scott Wedgwood played really well. One of the goals that goes in, tipped off of his own teammate's stick. And the second one, a power play goal where the Stars were just unable to clear against the worst power play in the NHL. I mean, Trevor Zegers and Mason McTavish, that play we're probably going to see thousands of times throughout thousands of times throughout those guys' NHL careers. But if you're the Stars PK, you're a top three, top four PK in the league. you got to shut that down. you got to give Scott Wedgwood the adequate help. Just all around felt like a waste of a game for the Stars. A frustrating loss, and we varied the grievances. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll start to think a little bit more positively and think about what comes next for the Stars after this road trip. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which if you're listening to this one, you probably do. You can even find those as well at betonline.net. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline.net is where the game starts. You know, when you get in a hole like that and uh, when the goalie at the other end's hot like he was tonight, that's, uh, that's a bad formula for us, and I think that uh, came back to bite us. Has there been any problem with just finishing? I know it's gonna, you know, it's gonna cycle in the season. Yeah. But just right now, it seems like you're having trouble with that in the power play. Well, I mean, we, you know, uh, I think you can overreact a little bit. We've lost two in a row. I think it's the first time in a long time. So, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll wait till it gets a little worse before we we start throwing out that terminology. I mean, I think we're leading the league in scoring, right. and our power play second in the league. So it wasn't, you know, we had a cold road trip but you know we're not we're not there yet the luck also bad couple of quick whistles there yeah but you gotta you gotta make your own luck you know i thought the goalie was good and we didn't do enough to to, to score a goal you gotta get you know when you got a goalie that's hot like that you gotta get in his eyes you gotta make it tough on him you gotta take pucks to the crease you got we had we should have done a better job of that you mentioned this team doesn't have many of these hiccups so how do you expect the team to respond sunday at home well, I think we'll be good. You know, I, I think anytime you're on a winning streak, I think, you know, as you start, as your winning streak gets longer, um, 
you, it, it, inevitably you play poorer and I think this started kind of coming up into the break the San Jose game I thought we won but didn't play great came out of the break didn't weren't great in LA I thought we were a little bit better tonight despite losing the game so you know we got to work our way out of it are you a bit surprised by how well the Ducks played? You look at the standings, you don't no. see much. No, I'm not. I mean, any anytime John Gibson's in net, uh, you, you know you're in for a long night. And, uh, you know, they came out hard. They were ready. I mean, we're in a back-to-back, and they did what they were supposed to do. They jumped on us early, got a lead, and then, you know, defended hard. Scary to see a couple of your players go down there briefly. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's part of it. We've been fortunate so far with injuries, so, um, you know, you know they're coming at some point. It's just next man up. That, of course, Dallas Stars head coach Pete DeBoer after last night's loss. Wanted to give some of that audio just to get a little bit of insight on the show from guys in the locker room, guys around the team. And, and last night, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's say what it is. Last night sucked. Last night was not fun for the Stars as a team. Not fun for those of us that watch and support this team, and especially just given how 2022 ended with the Stars winning four straight games, extending Joe Pavelski. Seemed like Denis Gurionov was going to be coming back, and he's now skating and warming up and practicing with the team. Seems like he's due for a return sometime soon. But, I mean, this is just how the NHL season works. I mean, it's a long season in games like this happen. And if you don't believe me, just ask some of the other good teams in the NHL. The Dallas Stars are not the first team that is considered a contender this season that has lost to the Ducks. The Toronto Maple Leafs lost to the Ducks in Anaheim. The New York Rangers went to Anaheim and lost to the Ducks. Carolina and Vegas also victims of Anaheim. And the Ducks also beat the Oilers in Edmonton. So the Stars certainly not the only good team in the NHL that has fallen short against the Anaheim Ducks. So it's a pretty exclusive club. And if you look at some of these teams, some of these teams, uh, I would say, are are favorites to make their conference finals or maybe even make the Stanley Cup finals. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a group that you want to associate with, but if you're going to be in it, uh, you may as well have some good company alongside you. And the Dallas Stars have just that. Seasons, they have highs, they have lows. And, And honestly, I think that there is some good that can come out of this road trip. The discussion amongst a lot of the Stars media going into the New Year's was about the Stars not facing a ton of adversity up to this point. And so if that's something that they were wanting or if that's something that is necessary for the Stars to grow as a team and get better in the long run, the adversity is here. The adversity has presented itself. You lose two games in a row, games that while they certainly weren't your best, you did have an opportunity to win and you were never really out of those games. And games that, if we're being honest, you probably should have won given how the weeks up leading up to this point had gone and, and just where the team was health-wise. And, you know, you have two of your best forwards on point streaks. You have your top defenseman playing well. You have your starting goalie playing well. Your backup gives you a good performance on the road. And the Stars just fall short. And, and, you know, the nice thing about the NHL season is that it is so long, and so you have you have to take the highs and the lows at the same time, and you got to take them with the same amount of grace and poise. And I know that there's a lot of frustration, I'm sure, amongst the fan base right now with how these last few games have gone, but there's still half the season left. The Stars still have yet to hit the halfway point. I believe their next game on Sunday will be the official halfway point of the season. And we're going to have to expect a few more nights like this where games that they the Stars probably realistically should win, and it might not happen. 
And, and that's okay because at the end of the day, I think this team has shown that they have what it takes to be a competitive team in this league. And I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to be a pretty high-seeded team. And then once they get there, I think that this team is built for the postseason. I think they're built to go toe-to-toe with anybody, built to you know last and maybe even make a deep run. It's all a question of how do you respond to this adversity. The Stars don't lose very many consecutive regulation games. And, and now the goal is you go home for a quick stop before heading out east on another road trip. You stop the bleeding. You get a win against a pretty good Florida Panthers team, a team you've already beaten this season in their building. Going to be kind of weird on a Sunday afternoon, but also you're going to be coming off a good amount of rest, a golden opportunity to get some momentum back in your favor. To close out this segment, let's now tune into what forward Tyler Sagan had to say after last night's loss, and then we'll take one more quick break, and then we'll come back with the final segment of the show. Uh, they won more battles. Um, they played hard. They played a good game. Um, you know, we didn't have a good start and had some good shifts in the second and had some looks to definitely tie it up, but uh, just didn't get the job done tonight. How frustrating is a quick whistle on, on two of those plays? Yeah, it was frustrating for sure. Um, both of them, he apologized and said he just couldn't see it. And, um, but yeah, definitely tough. You look at the standings, did they take you off guard a little by surprise? Because they haven't been having a really good season. Not by off guard. I mean, you know, these teams are, they can be dangerous. Um, they play pretty free and um, definitely play offensive. And um, But yeah, we definitely want to get the job done. And, you know, they had uh, the compete tonight, they had the speed tonight, and we just didn't have it. As you guys go through the season, there's going to be hiccups like this. How do you deal with all that? we got a lot of days off here coming up before a game and uh, get some good practice days in and kind of just reset, refocus, and um, definitely kind of move on from this. How do you uh, hats off to Gibson? What did you think of He did a good job in their goal. Yeah, um, he's a good goalie. Um, me personally, I haven't had success on him ever, so... Uh, you know, good goalie, did a great job tonight. Knew if we got one, we'd probably get a few, but uh, can't get that first one tonight. Tough, uh, tough trip for the Dads. Yeah, I think uh, I think they definitely had fun, but um, yeah, not the greatest trip. Will you hear about it? Will we hear about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> probably. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal, as well as many other people's goal, is to eat a little bit healthier this year. So if you're like me and you want to eat a little bit healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built Bar. With Built Bars, they are healthy, they're actually tasty, and if you don't believe me, you've got to try it out for yourself. They are the perfect snack for your New Year's resolution. What makes them taste so good, you may be asking? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, just to name a few. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do if you do want to. But also, you can now find them at Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, my personal favorite flavor, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're looking to Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with our flavors brownie, butter, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Be sure to give Built Bars a try today.
All right, let's close out this episode of Locked on Stars. Been a long night. I just want to go to sleep, but hopefully you guys still enjoying today's episode. Always a pleasure, win or lose, to put out these episodes for you guys. And let's continue to talk about this game and really talk about one of the decisions that was made pregame for this matchup. I mean, this is something... Uh, and I'll preface that people have been talking about for a while. I, I am by no means the first person to bring this up. You, you see this if you're on Stars Twitter a ton. Uh, this isn't some revolutionary idea that I'm coming up with. I, I will start with that, but it is something that I've seen for quite a while now, and I'm slowly but surely starting to agree. I, I am curious to see what a Stars game would look like this season without Ryan Suter playing. And I know, I know, I've defended him. I've said that people are too harsh on him. He's certainly not a perfect player, but I, especially just with what transpired as far as who got scratched and who played last night, I'm, and and I know a bunch of other people as well, kind of confused because Joe Hanley gets the chance to play on the road trip, on the dad's trip. That, that makes sense. I'm not confused by that at all. I'm, I'm, it's great that Joel gets a chance to play in front of his dad on this road trip. Super cool. No issue with that whatsoever. What confused me and many others was the decision of which defenseman to scratch in order to put Joel Hanley into the lineup. And it ended up being Colin Miller. Colin Miller has been playing alongside Ryan Suter quite a bit as of late. You've had Haskinen and Lundquist together. You've had Hockenpah and Lindell together. And it's just a little bit confusing because it was a healthy scratch and I don't really see a reason to remove Miller from the game. I think he's been very good this season. He's had some really nice moments, especially on defense, and also had a few good offensive moments as well. Just kind of a, a baffling decision. Uh, I know that I was a little bit taken aback and some other people as well. And, and again, I, I'm going to say I'm not now going to turn on Ryan Suter and start bashing him. I, I never want to bash any of the players on this roster uh, or speak poorly of them because that's just not the right thing to do in my opinion. I don't think there's any value in calling him out on social media or in person or what have you but you know I do think it would be interesting to see what it might look like if you leave Miller in there and also put Joel Hanley next to him. If you let Suter sit out a game or two or multiple just to see what it looks like and assess the situation because I don't think you're sacrificing too much. I still think that, that Suter provides some good things to the team. I still think he does some things well, and I know, well, well, he does a lot more bad than good. He still does some good things. Yes, he makes mistakes. He has shortcomings, but it's just confusing. If you're going to take someone out of that duo, the Suter-Miller duo, I, if, if it's me, it's not Colin Miller who's coming out of that defensive duo. And even if it's not Joel Hanley, I mean, you have guys at the AHL level, Will Butcher, who has 20 points through 32 games, and also Thomas Harley, 20 points in 32 games with the Texas Stars in Cedar Park as well. And he's really been coming on as of late, a guy that is expected to be a, a contributing defenseman in this organization for a while. W- would be curious to see one of those guys get a shot. And, and it just makes it difficult because what do you do with Ryan Sturdy? You don't necessarily want to send a guy like him to the AHL. You probably, I think he has a no-move clause, a part of his contract, so you really can't trade him. You can't buy him out in the middle of the season. That would be just irresponsible to do. And, you know, put him in a bad spot and make, you know, just be a, a questionable decision all around. It's it's an interesting spot to be in. But just in terms of seeing what your roster looks like and kind of reassessing some things, I think it'd be interesting. And again, I don't think you're sacrificing too much by making that move. I, for one, am just curious as to what went into that decision from a coach's point of view. 
obviously I'm not an NHL coach. I have no NHL coaching experience. Pete DeBoer and his staff know a lot more about their team than, than I do and any other of us that cover the team do as well. But it, it's just something that I know a lot of people on social media kind of were like, hey, why is Colin Miller getting the scratch in this situation when there's another guy that while he does have a few good moments here and there, ultimately seems to be a little bit more of a liability especially on the defensive end, which is not something you necessarily want out of a defenseman. So it, it's just an interesting situation, an in- interesting thought that many people around the Stars community are having, and I think it's something at least worth discussing. Again, I, I personally am not going to get into bashing Ryan Suter on this podcast or on social media, but I will say I would be curious to see, and I'd be interested to see what it would look like to have Colin Miller paired up with someone else, whether that's Hanley, whether that's Harley, whether that's Butcher, or maybe you shake up the lines a little bit more, or the, the defensive pairings rather, and, and just see what things look like uh, without Suter in the roster, just to see what you have and evaluate the situation. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And of course, follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the last episode of the week. Not a whole lot going on in the Stars world up until the weekend, but still always something to talk about. We've got Logan Stankoven, who just broke the United States hearts in the World Junior Semifinals, and the Texas Stars playing really well. A lot of the minor league affiliates, the Texas Stars playing well, the Idaho Steelheads, the ECHL affiliate of the Stars also playing really well. So there's always something to talk about, even when there's not games going on. I hope you guys will join us on tomorrow's episode. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow.